What's going on, everyone? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. It's been a long break here. I believe it's September 28th. I don't think I've recorded an episode since September 7th or 10th. So um, it's been a few weeks. And the reason, honestly, why it's been a few weeks is a multitude of reasons. Um, As you know, throughout the duration of this podcast, there's been multiple ebbs and flows personally, emotionally, professionally. Um, One of the biggest and most exciting ebbs and flows recently has been the fact that I was that I got married. I got married. I've I've been lucky enough, blessed enough. Um, I'm just freaking lucky that I was able to marry my best friend, marry someone that is so durable and so consistent and so understanding of a lot of the ebbs and flows of my life personally um, and professionally. And um, it's been something I'm really excited about. So that's why it's been a few weeks. As uh, many of you all probably know, dealing with, let me change that, planning a wedding and going through the inevitable ups and downs of that process can be very mentally taxing, um, can be very scary, can be very confusing, and can be very exhausting. And it also can be incredibly beautiful once it's all said and done. And that's exactly what has happened. And um, I'm very appreciative. But today we are back. I'm going to do the very best that I can to push out more interviews, push out our consistent two to three episodes per week, and get back to, uh, to content at scale here. So the very first thing I want to talk about today, probably the only thing I'll talk about in this brief episode getting back, is allowing allowing candidates to see, know, and understand the, the questions that they are going to be asked during an interview process, most likely interview two and three, prior to the, in an advance to the interview. Now, the reason why I believe this is something that is incredibly important and different in the following reasons. Number one, many folks say, well, what if someone's a great, you know, actor, if you will? What if someone's great at preparing uh, questions? I mean, what if someone's great at preparing answers and great at acting, great at putting on a show, great at acting as if they know the answer? I believe that, I believe here's the following perspective on that. I think everyone would agree, those that are willing to answer things accurately and confidently off the cuff, like myself, or someone that needs a little bit more prep time, like my fiance, no matter what, what's, you know, where you are on the spectrum, I think we all can agree that both of those types of individuals and everyone in between are at their best once they inevitably prepare, right? So if you're like me and you just are able to jump in front of 5,000 people have three topics to talk about and talk for an hour and you can pull that off at a, let's call it a B minus to an A plus level. Um, I think giving that type of a person, let's call it seven to 12 hours of prep time prior to doing that, that B minus may go to a B plus, that B minus may go to an A minus, that that B minus may go to an A plus, right? I think if you give Someone like my fiance who needs literal prep time, again, lots of good things will happen. She will push out a B plus, a B minus, uh, an A plus, whatever it's going to be, whatever her 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 you know uh, ability is. And so I think for me, 
organizations, we have to stop being scared if and when employees will inevitably try to prep or over prep and turn themselves into an actor. Let's just call it what it is. And I've always said this. Think of it like dating. During your first date, if you're married right now, if you're in a serious relationship, if you're in any sort of a relationship, doing your first date, doing your first in- encounters, I guarantee you prepped. I guarantee you'd wash your body thoroughly. I guarantee you put on some sort of cologne and perfume. I guarantee you picked out your best clothes. I guarantee you took them to your favorite restaurant. I guarantee you made sure that your breath was fresh. I guarantee that you made sure that your hair is fresh. I guarantee that you thought about different stories and scenarios and things that you would talk about. I guarantee that you did a lot of things to prep for the moment so that you could show up and perform and be your best. And then it's the same exact equation in the world of interviewing, in the world of hiring, in the world of organizational design, in the world of business. It is okay to prep. It is okay to put yourself in the best positions to win, right? I think what we can do from a a, a clean slate, uh, an even slate, an even perspective is give everyone equal opportunity, everyone equal chances of having success. And so again, I just genuinely believe in my heart that if you take someone that's like me, you take someone that's uh, like my fiance and you put them in, an, in, a, in a room and you give them equal prepping time, there will be a closer degree of uh, a, a smaller degree of separation than if you were to Just throw us into the lion's den. You throw me into the lion's den, I'm going to figure out how to get out. You throw my fiance into the lion's den, or my wife now, sorry about that, into the lion's den, you're going to be um, potentially in a lot of of shit. So um, that's just the number one perspective. I think the second perspective that I thought was pretty interesting, and I read this in a um, a firstround.com blog, they were saying that you know, giving folks time to prep for the questions in advance taps into what it's actually like operating a startup role, right? Like when we think about running a startup today, right? It could be a consultant that's a part of a, a startup. It can be someone within product. It can be someone within marketing. It can be someone within, within the engineering department. It can be someone that's in um, sales. I guarantee They're not showing up to a client engagement. They're not showing up to work one day and working on a bit of code. They're not showing up to a sales meeting. They're not showing up to a closing pitch with no preparation. That is just utterly not true. So what we want to do, what we have to do, what we need to be excited about doing within the world of interviewing is if we give interviewers, if you give interviewees time to prep, it will show us how well they prep. And it will give us a little bit of a a peek into how they inevitably are going to perform within this organization operationally, tactically, prep-wise, as a practitioner, as an individual contributor. I think we all can agree. Someone at the individual contributor level or at the leadership level, we want to know how they think, how they work, how they communicate, how they prep. These things are important. So my punchline is this. If you put everyone in the position to prep, think thoughtfully and thoroughly throughout how they want to approach different scenarios, you give yourself the best shot to have success by understanding who you have, how they prep, how they prepare for certain things. And that will let you know if this will be a good fit tactically. This will be a good fit from a success perspective. And this will be a good fit around like literally from a workflow perspective, how they went about getting ready for the job. So amongst many other reasons of why I believe 
giving a lot of uh, a lot of candidates a little bit of an understanding of what they're getting into. And literally, I'll, actually, I'll give you one more. Something that's important within the mental health space is the following. You cannot assume that everyone will have the emotional stomach and fortitude to deal with the inevitable anxiety of on-the-spot questions, right? I know me personally who, again, reacts incredibly well to on-the-spot questions is someone that gets even a bit nervous during those moments. And I fumbled the ball. I, I, I distinctly remember multiple jobs that I was in the third round for and I was not given too much or any prep time and I simply did not answer the question well enough and there was a question that was relatively simple just due to the fact that it was so out of the box and it threw me off and I just dropped the ball based based off of its pure simplicity. I can't even talk here. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna move on past that word. The fact that it was purely simple. Um, I, I dropped the ball on that and I typically wouldn't have dropped the ball on that if I had even three to five minutes to think about really how I wanted to approach the answer of that question. And so I think, again, making things fair, making things equitable, if you give everyone equal prep time, you put everyone in a situation to give you as the interviewer the best experience of the lowest levels of anxiety. Because if you give someone that has high levels of anxiety by things that are thrown off or randomly approach to them, you give someone that has relatively low levels of anxiety uh, during moments where you're just throwing things at them, you're going to get the best version of the both type of candidates. And that is what you want as an employer. That is that it should be what is that that should be what you're looking for as an interviewer. So um these are my thoughts. These are my perspectives. A little rusty coming back here to the episode, but I hope I was able to bring value, bring new perspective, and bring insight. Thanks so much. Yes, I'm a married man. So I'm excited about that. All right. Let's get knocked. Love you. <laughs> Bye.